Blog Talk Radio. Hey folks, how are we doing? This is uh, Andy Kimball here speaking to you on the Coast to Coast show. We have um, Lloyd Booker, my co-host from Philadelphia, joining us in just a couple of minutes. And uh, we're going to get hold of Lloyd. In the meantime, we're going to play some entertaining um, clips from um, our our wonderful President Trump and um, how he's been handling the, um, the coronavirus. Let's take a listen. And I tested very positively in a in another sense. So negative. this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning. Meaning, meaning I tested negative. And you know, when you say per capita, there's many per capita. It's like per capita relative to what? But you can look at just about any category, and we're really at the top, meaning positive on a per capita basis. We are bringing our country back, and a big focus is exactly that, with the uh, minorities. Uh, specifically, uh, if you look at uh, the Asians. We hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant that knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it... There's a tremendous number of lungs, so it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're gonna to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. I think you said, well, if you'd like it, I said, yeah, I'd like it. I'd like to take it. A lot of people are taking it. A lot of frontline workers are taking hydroxychloroquine. Thank a you lot for of using Talk I don't take it because Goodbye. hey, people said, oh, maybe he owns the company. No, I don't know the company. You know what? I want the people of this nation to feel good. I don't want them being sick. And there's a very good chance that this has an impact, especially early on. But you look at frontline workers, you look at doctors and nurses, a lot of them are taking it as a preventative. And they're taking, totally unrelated, but they take the z or the Zithromycin for possible infection. Now, I haven't taken that other than an original dose because all you need, you don't have to take it simultaneously. But the zinc you do take. So I'm taking the two, the zinc and the hydroxy. And all I can tell you is, so far, I seem to be okay. Don't forget, we have more cases than anybody in the world. But why? Because we do more testing. When you test, you have a case. When you test, you find something is wrong with people. If we didn't do any testing, we would have very few cases. 
they don't want to write that. It's common sense. So we test much more, many, many times. South Korea, you hear about. I spoke with a president of South Korea. I spoke with many different presidents, prime ministers. Uh, they can't believe what we've been able to do on testing. They can't believe what we've been able to do on ventilators. We're sending them ventilators. Other countries, Italy, Spain, uh, other countries, France is having tremendous problems, tremendous problems. We're helping them with ventilators. And it's been uh, very spectacular. It's been really spectacular. So, yeah, I think uh, — I don't think anybody's done a better job with testing, with ventilators, with all of the things that we've done. And our, our uh, death totals, our numbers per million people are really uh, very, very strong. We're very proud of the job we've done. Yeah. Well, I don't know much about it. Does anybody want to talk about it? It's uh, — she's a wonderful young woman. Uh, Katie, she tested uh, very good for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden today she tested positive. Uh, she hasn't come into contact with me. She spent some time with uh, the vice president. Uh, it's, uh, I believe, the press person, right? It's a press person. Uh, so uh, she tested positive out of the blue. This is why the whole concept of tests aren't necessarily great. The tests are perfect, but something can happen between a test where it's good and then something happens and all of a sudden she was tested very recently and tested negative. And then today, I guess, for some reason, she tested positive. So Mike knows about it and Mike has uh, done what he has to do. I think he is uh, on an airplane going to some faraway place, uh, but uh, you'll be able to ask him. Well, folks, what more can I say? What more can I say? It looks like we've got uh, Lloyd now, my partner on the show, calling in from uh, from uh, Philadelphia. And Lloyd, are you with us? Hello, Lloyd, are you with us? Hey, there we yeah. go. Are you with us? There we go. How you doing? I feel fine. How are you? All right, we're doing fine. We just heard a few minutes of, uh, of President Trump, uh, various clips of uh, him addressing the coronavirus situation. Um, the full clip, we started playing some excerpts of it yesterday, and while waiting to cook up with you here, I decided let's just play, let's just roll the whole tape, and, and so we learned uh, learned quite a bit, I think. <laughs> In an entertaining I did fashion. hear some of that too. Yeah, I you did sure hear did. Some of that too. It yeah, didn't change yeah. my mind from from the same sentiment as of yesterday. All right. Man. Sorry about the technical delay. Get get you on board today. We will work, we will work out these glitches, folks, as we move ahead. Um, yes, let and, people know that we'll be on. I'll be here, but uh, we'll get the glitches worked out. But we're here now. We we we're here now. We're here now. Okay. So what I, I couldn't help but listen to Press Secretary Kaylee McKenney's press briefing this morning, and. Uh, Play little sections of that, and we will address uh, the, the top headlines out of the White House today. Um, okay. And uh, okay, let's. Um, the first thing I want to uh, talk about actually is what she said. Uh, just to give you an introduction, is uh, you know uh, Obama, Biden, uh, Bush uh, pre administrations prior to them had the cafe standards. You know, in other words, the automotive manufacturers had to produce their cards with low or no emissions by certain dates. And, and this is a widely accepted. It was wonderful for the country. It was wonderful for the environment, wonderful for the planet. And, uh, and uh, without saying anything more here, I want to play uh, some of this press 
conference uh, regarding that. Uh, just a little clip, and let's let's listen to it out. We'll address it afterward. Good enough. Hello, everyone. This afternoon, President Trump will deliver remarks on rolling back regulations to help all Americans. Deregulation has been a top priority of this president. The president reversed the disastrous overregulation of the Obama-Biden administration. Under President Trump, seven deregulatory actions have been taken for every one new regulation. This amounted to $50 billion in regulatory cost savings, and it is important to note that this deregulation agenda lowers the cost for every American. The cost of these burdensome regulations fall disproportionately and benefit disproportionately lower income Americans. So this president took action uh, to roll back the burdensome regulations that harm low income communities uh, and make sure that these lower income Americans are taken care of. Um, For example, the president's deregulatory agenda will boost household income by $3,100 annually Thanks to President Trump's rolling back of the Obama-Biden-era CAFE standards, uh, families will have access to cheaper cars. The President's health care deregulation will also save patients nearly 10% on prescription drug costs. These real wins for the American people will disappear with a re-regulation agenda, which is why President Trump will continue to pursue his historic deregulation activities. Holy smokes. Comments. What do you have? What do we? What do we? You, okay, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say about that. And for those that are listening, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm an expert. The deal is with, when you deregulate things, what they don't do is give you the flip side of that whole story. Now, they make it sound like it's going to uh, benefit the, uh, the minorities and the, and the uh the lower funded, and I'm going to give you some actual things that happen. And I'm in Philadelphia right now, for those that don't know, but I'm going to give you something right now. Deregulation, the fracturing of our planet, believe it or not, here in Pennsylvania and the surrounding counties, uh, the surrounding counties and states, we've had water. We've had water, man, that doesn't look like water. From them digging and raping the earth, People have been drinking water that looks great. This is through yep. deregulation. Yeah, and that is the, now yeah. mm-hmm. that you can look at that. Now, I want to say one other thing. When they're doing this, when the, when companies have taken advantages of what the government has, what Trump has deregulated and what the government has allowed to happen, they're doing a lot of this stuff near what types of neighborhoods, low-income, heavily populated minority neighborhoods. Don't give a damn about what they spill or what they, uh, what they put in, the, in these particular areas. And that is in the front of the papers now on this side. We're in, in Camden, the Appalachian communities, places mm-hmm. in New Jersey, where they're mm-hmm. doing stuff, they're doing it in neighborhoods where they figure they didn't get away with it because, you know, those people, quote unquote, those people, we don't really care. So when that woman sits there and says that this benefits, they, listen, you're only talking about a small percentage. And
and what's the, and who are they going to benefit? Those other individuals that's been stealing going to get their money off the top anyhow. So I just here, wanted here, to put that out there. Sure, sure. And here's the other thing we have to realize that you said what the the Obama Biden. Remember, the president does not legislate. Ladies and gentlemen, the president, we know that the president does not legislate. CAFE standards came through Congress, came through the Senate. Who puts people in Congress? Local communities elect their own regional, local, state representatives to go to Washington, D.C. to represent us, right? They, Congress and the Senate pass bills that go to the president's desk for signature, we put the people in office. We decided we wanted to put some kind of environmental controls in the place so companies don't make billions and billions of dollars uh, and rape us and, in the meantime, kill us with pollution in the environment or, and ruin the yeah. planet as we move ahead, right? So, so this is all bullshit. You know, this is, this is you know, who are they trying to kid? Who are they trying to put the – how can they further pull the wool over people's eyes? I don't think they can. Something well, else I want to pull up it's, – it's unbelievable. Yeah. I want to go to the next clip. The next clip is uh, – well, this is important. Uh, Mer- Governor of Maryland uh, in April came out quite complimentary uh, to Donald Trump in April 12th, you know, thanked him for his response to COVID, blah, blah, blah. July 15th, he wasn't so kind. But listen how, listen how Kelly McKenney handles the question regarding the governor of Maryland's op-ed in July. Watch how she refers to April. I want to play it. I want to play it. Here we go. Give me a second here. Let's find the right clip. Um, my producer here, and we're going to hit the clip for, um, here we go. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said today that President Trump has left states to fend for themselves during this pandemic. He accused the president of not listening to medical experts. That is quite a takedown coming from a Republican governor. Yeah, it's really striking on his comments, especially when you compare them to his past comments. This is revisionist history by Governor Hogan, and it stands in stark contrast uh, to what he said on March 19th, uh, where he praised the great communication that the president has had with governors. On March 19th, he also said, thank you, there's been tremendous cooperation. And what is so striking to me about reading that op-ed is Governor Hogan begins with this dramatic April 18th scene where South Korea uh, delivered tests. Um, But just the day prior, he said something entirely different. He, in fact, thanked the president for the progress we've seen in federal and state coordination in recent weeks and went on to praise testing capabilities, he said, with regard to some of the top needs of states, including ventilators and testing capabilities. So 24 hours before uh, this dramatic opening scene of his op-ed, he literally was praising the President of the United States. All right. I misspoke. I said I said April. We're talking March, March 18th, March 17th, March 16th. He wrote that op-ed just now in July. All right, and he's mm. very, very as governor of of Maryland, Republican governor, is absolutely devastated. He's very disappointed with the reaction from the, from the leadership of this country and how they've handled COVID as it applies to his state. One more clip I'm going to continue to to play, and this is uh, uh, this is very uh, interesting because it really is addresses the. Uh, I want you to listen to this. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. I'm going to play it. Okay. Hello, everyone. This afternoon, President Trump will deliver remarks. Nope, wrong one. My, my mistake, my mistake, my mistake. Let me, let me find okay. it. Here we go. Got it. Good, no, no, that's not it. Hold on. 
Okay, while you're finding that, I want to say, I want to let everybody remember we were talking about the deregulation. Let's not forget what happened in Detroit last year when them people were being poisoned. The whole city was being put, and the government wanted to step back and say, we don't know nothing about this. But I just wanted to say that. And so uh, put the other piece on. Um, the um, Right before I do that, um, I just want to address one more thing that we we started touching on. It's important, uh, and, I, I, and yesterday, and I didn't, you know, we kind of got off it, and that is, and something we want to address um, every show. How's it going in Philadelphia? How's it going regarding um, demonstrations? How's it going regarding COVID, schools, public places, bars, beaches, the whole East Coast there? Tell me. Okay, well, uh, it's a good thing that you brought that up because I'll tell you right now, since uh, your president wants to open schools and 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 reopen the country and all of that. We just found out that uh, during, first of all, the school year in this area is going to start later, number one. Number two, they were only going to have in-person teaching uh, classes two days a week. The other the other days are, uh, are off uh, are off campus or off schools, and I guess it's going to be done at home. Colleges are not going to open up. At least at this particular point, they're going to try to do everything off campus. Uh, we're still having, with all of that, we're still having a rise in cases in Pennsylvania, and also the fact that uh, we're still having. Uh, here and there, we're also having um, uh, demonstrations and protests, which will also bring on, uh, by the way, a segue with uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Jeffrey and Sandra Brown, the owners and operators of ShopRite Supermarkets. But uh, the deal mm-hmm. is, is that there's a lot of stuff happening still over here, and it's mandatory now for us to wear masks. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. Uh, we've been having situations over here where people have gotten violent in regards to um, really aggressive disagreements about where to wear masks. People are forging notes because they feel as though uh, if they write something down and it didn't come from a doctor and they present it to a store, that they can still go in. And it's mandatory for all stores, all businesses where people are coming in that they should have a mask on. And so mm-hmm. we're getting that uh, disrespectful uh, contingent raising its its ugly face and head, dealing with this, uh, uh, dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with now, as well as people just blatantly um, mm-hmm. being bigoted, r- racist, and prejudiced yeah. against people outrightly. So that mix yeah. with everything else is a lethal. Uh, a lethal cocktail. It's a Molotov cocktail. So that's a little bit of that, along with the sports piece, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, we're going to get that in a minute. And uh, 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 give me a, a, a grade. Donald Trump, um, President of the United States, how is he handling the leadership in this country? Uh, a five being excellent, one being the worst. Well, it, it, it looks and, – and do me a favor. I'm going to answer that. Give the people a call in the the uh, the call in. Uh, it's it's, it's a five one five six zero five nine eight 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 is our call in number. Um, Good five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Let me let me put that this way. From what I've been looking at lately, because 
the elections come up in um, November. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks like he's not going to make it. No, and and I'm not only talking about him himself, him and his him and his boys, his cronies. It looks like they're not going to make it. It looks like he'll be a one and done. Uh, uh, a one-and-done president along with some of the other uh, policies, programs, and procedures that he's trying to put in place. And I think mm-hmm. what he's trying to do is to put this stuff in knowing full well that he doesn't stand a chance and, and put this in before he leaves. So I would say on a scale, the scale that you put out there, I would say a two at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm and 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 I want and we encourage, you know, I want, you know, I, I've I've watched some of the other uh, program titles here on Block Talk Radio where our show is hosted right now at the coast to coast, and it, from the uh, from the appearance of the titles, it would seem that there are some Trump fans, there's some Trump advocates uh, here on Block Talk Radio, and we want to talk to you. We don't bite. As I said yesterday, you know, we're, we're a couple of nice guys. We're both actors and musicians. You know, we, we entertain people on stage for a living. That's what we do. Uh, and uh, Lloyd, I know we've said this in previous shows, has done uh, shows with George Clooney and Samuel L. Jackson. And his resume reads like, uh, you know, who's who in entertainment. He's got a couple of new movies that just came out, a couple of commercials he's on now. Um, I've been playing music professionally and appear on stages uh, across the country over 2,000 times now in 27 years. And that's what we do. And this is an entertainment Yes. Uh, yes. we're, we're entertainers and, and I don't want our own political you know, you know I, I want to have an encouraging uh, effective conversation with folks that feel differently than we do we're not going to combat you and say oh you're, you're not going to we don't name call unlike the president of the United States we're not going to call you a loser you know we're not going to no, call we, you we, a, we, can a, have, a, <laughs> we, we can have um, logical rational yes. sensible yes. Uh, discussions and we can agree to disagree, but you know, yes. we, we don't want no bullshit, you know, just, just no, but, but no. people can please call, call in. And matter of fact, while you had it, mentioned who they missed yesterday when, when oh. we had a, uh, when we had our show off. No, no, no I'm going to, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to do better than that. Um, Folks, and it's archived here on Blog Talk Radio, Coast to Coast Live. And uh, tune in and uh, to the July 15th show and listen to the uh, an interview and conversations and discussions we had with, uh, with Joe Ellison. And we'll be back on the show. He'll be joining us again um, down the road, and we look forward to that. And uh, yeah, he was great yesterday. And we have some other really, uh, we're not going to go into name dropping yet, but we have some. Some great uh, folks uh, from everybody the world has heard of, um, like the song "Some Kind of Wonderful," uh, in our lineup coming, um, you know, forthcoming in the Coast to Coast show here. Um, Lloyd, let's talk real quick in the few minutes we have left in this show. Uh, professional sports 2020. Is there going to be a season? I don't, you name the sport. I don't care. You can. I don't care if it's bowling. I don't care if it's chess. Uh, is, <laughs> is there going to be a professional sports 
season, baseball, football, basketball. What's going on? Well, let me let me put this before we get on to that. I do want to say one thing. This is not rambling, and I'm glad that we kind of tunnel vision what we're doing here. Uh, one quick thing: with everything else that is happening, we at least over in Philly and through the country, and also around the world. We have this uh, commotion that then came about about the statues, uh, statues and, and, and signs and things of that sort that represents a bygone era. Uh, those that are listening to me, and I will get to the sports thing in a minute. Uh, I'm gonna ask, we, we have a caller. Hold on one, one minute there. Lloyd, have one, one minute. Let's All right. Let's do this. Let's make this happen here. Hello, are you with us? Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coast oh, to Coast Live. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you guys know who this man is? I know exactly who you are. This is Mr. Chris Necessary, people. He is an, an artist and a director. Hey, Chris, what's happening, my man? How you doing, brother? We uh, we actually right now are uh, back on post-production for uh, Recluse, the series. We just we just happened to raise the budget again, and uh, we're trying to turn the the movie into a feature. And of course, right. you know, always projects. But you know, this uh, this pandemic got everybody slowed down a little bit. You know, talk to him, Andy. Talk to him. Tell me, tell me I, about it. Tell me, let's hear about the let's hear about the show. How, how are you managing to produce uh, on set uh, given the the uh, pandemic and the crisis we're facing? How's that going? Well, actually, you know, we're taking all precautions, you know, people are wearing masks, you know, washing hands, you know, sanitizers on sets and, uh, you know, trying to be in that distance, you know, we're not, we're not shooting a lot of, uh, you know, close-ups and uh, things like that. We're shooting more like uh, one or two people at the same time, you know, doing the, doing the small scenes, you know, but it, it's mm-hmm. definitely a challenge at the end of the day, you know, we're going to, we're gonna to have to live life, you know, because yes, God put us on earth to live life, not to be reckless, but we have to live life, you know. Yes. All right. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Where Where are you shooting? Where's it being done? Well, actually, we've been filming in the uh, Philadelphia area, mostly in the mm-hmm. suburbs, you know, Montgomery County suburbs, and uh, we also That's actually so were about to Florida mm-hmm. and film because we have another movie project in the works for a uh, pre-production. It's called The Lords of Trailer Park. It's about the music in the 90s. It's like a satire comedy. And uh, we're planning to go there and shoot a pilot, but we can't right now because everybody knows the situation in Florida what's happening. So, What's, yeah, yeah. what's the name of it again? The Lords of Trailer Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a comedy. It's a satire. I'm trying to cast you in there, Booker. You know, I'm trying to cast you. As well. We'll see what happens. Just sometimes you're too expensive, you know. Say that again. Sometimes you're too expensive. We can't afford you yeah, no products. We got people all over the world. Listen, you're the one that's famous. By the way, I want to say one thing, Andy. Believe it or not, a movie that he had done. It's called My Friends, a crime drama, which is really good, and it had one of the guys from The Wire, Brian Anthony Wilson. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, we actually got screened, man, over in uh, in Europe. 
Yeah, where was it screened at, uh, uh, Chris? Well, actually, it was back home uh, where I'm from, Albania, but it was also in Kosovo and uh, Serbia and Bosnia. So it's like I had a lot of connections in uh, southeastern Europe. So the movie got screened over there. But we also got screened up here at the Sacramento Film Festival, the uh, New York Filmmakers Festival. And we were actually invited at the Phoenix Film Festival for something fell through at the time, you know, um, money issues and stuff like that. So we couldn't attend. So. But right. You no, know, we just as independent filmmaker, if anybody knows, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, bro. Drop the education. No, but I'm saying, you know, when uh, people know about uh, independent filmmaking, you know, it's it's such a hard thing to do. You know, from raising budgets to having insurance that covers all the ends and hiring the right staff to produce the film, hiring the right talent, uh, logistics, you know, and as you know, Andy, I'm sure that everything falls down to the bottom dollar, right? You got to have the money. So, you know, it's uh, this independent works are not really that easy to get done, but you just got to keep away and pursue your dreams, you know? Yeah, been there, done that. I don't know. You know, Lloyd and I had actually met initially by a, a TV pilot show series uh, that I was producing in Philadelphia, uh, which was a a look at the entertainment, the film, and acting business as seen through the eyes of emerging actors who start out as extras and work way up. Kind of a comical thing. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, you know, type of comedy thing. Uh, but but a real how. How is it actually? How is it? How do people get to do what you're doing? You know, how do people get to be on set? How do they get to be actors? How do they get to be camera and crew? And it was kind of like for the insider's comical view of of the industry. And uh, so we've been working on that. It's been called casting, and we we started that a few years ago. But but as you said, funding and other issues and technicalities and kind of put it on the back burner for now. But I'm I'm still into it. But I understand. I understand well, Andy, you're doing, uh, you're doing. yeah. Well, Andy, in my experience, uh, first, everything starts with a dream and then the drive. Everyone that wants to do any kind of business, they might really um, have a hard time getting into it, no matter what it is. So you got to have the drive and you got to have the love, unconditional love. And the thing with the film business is there's no room for second place, third place. You have to always be the best and you have to work hard and you have to respect people for who they are because a lot of people in this business, they have a lot of different opinions. So you got to be careful. You cannot burn bridges. But uh, for a lot of people especially that want to be actors, um, I don't think necessarily the, the uh, what do you say, the extras, uh, being as an extra and stuff like that, I don't think that's necessarily the way to go about it. If you're, like, passionate about it, I think, I was advised on uh, taking acting classes and no matter how small the role is to actually make yourself available and go take it, you know? Yeah, you're, you're sorry. What, what this show did was it just took, you know, it's, it was, you know, it's obviously a, a made up, you know, it's a script. And, and in this show, right. we actually show, you know, even though it's not, you know, as you said, I agree with you, by the way, um, the, um, our main characters, Actually started by being extras on a on a film. Actually, the film was called Soft Diamond, which Lloyd played the director of the movie. And he was in the casting agency when these uh, extras come in, and he looked at them and said, "You know, you guys are you know kind of looked at them and says, hey, you know, I'm doing this film Soft Diamond.'" 
and and they get starry eyed and get the bug and they have relationships and guy meets girl and and young casting agent meets uh, upcoming star and you know relationships and blah 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 and uh, you know the whole thing kind of evolves. It it, it had a, a a Cheers kind of you know Chickies and Pete's in Philadelphia was our Cheers place where in the in the TV show every all the people in the acting entertainment business kind of hang out after work. Honestly, something yeah. for TV. Not not in reality, but but it was a as fun as show. Matter of fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, man, it's a comedy, and yeah. uh, 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 Uncle Earl was in it. Uncle Earl, as well as also Hollis Thomas. Yeah, and this yeah. doesn't sound like Booker at all. He wants to become a director <laughs> on every movie. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> I'm trying to be you got me laughing I have, I have stories for you I have stories for you But I can tell you a bunch of things about Booker Number one is Booker doesn't do anything That he is not 100% in uh, He right. actually takes responsibilities Not even his To help out the project And make sure the project gets done I, I just think it's a For anyone who has ever worked with Booker Or knows Booker or has any association with Booker as far as, you know, uh, film industry. I mean, I know him outside the film industry as well. I just think he's a mm-hmm. very well-rounded individual, you know. I, not because he's my friend and everything like that, but he, he really he really gives 100, and he has a big heart, you know. And I think that sure gets does. him a lot of work, gets him a lot of notice, you know. Thank yeah, you. I, I, remember I, the, I remember the first really- – Oh yeah, I remember the first couple scenes we shot. The first couple scenes we uh, we shot in casting when uh, when Lloyd makes his first appearance on the show. It was just, first of all, it was mostly improv. We said, "Here's what we, here's what we count on you actors to do. We need to create your characters. Uh, here's what happens in the scene. Go for it. We're gonna shoot it. Let's see what happens." And we had a rough script, but like, totally, the actors had total freedom to create to create the moment. And, and Lloyd came in and was absolutely, we had to keep shutting down because we were all laughing hysterically. He, he, was, he was so good. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd is definitely the king of improv. And uh, Lloyd doesn't care that you stayed until four in the morning right in line. Lloyd is we just going to come and do his line, you know? <laughs> yeah, unreal, unreal. But well, uh, yeah, you're so right. Like, Thank you both. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait Lloyd, now we're giving you a nice big head. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I sincerely appreciate that. But but the deal is, I could not do any of that if it wasn't for guys like you. And I have to be honest, the relationship that I have with both of you guys has been um, nothing short of, of fantastic. And, and I'm going to say that publicly right now. But, I mean, enough of patting myself on the ass in the back for that. You know, people want to get to some... Uh, Get to the entertainment piece of this whole thing But at least we had uh, Brother Kresnik Ciceri You guys can look him up uh, IMDB uh, Google him He's on the internet He's done a lot of stuff in this country And also in his home country of Albania His family, his family is dope They cool as shit it, 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 They're really good people And um, he's an artist He's an artist in his own right um, he put together good I actually team. just did a graffiti story a few years back, and uh, I just uh, published it recently because we were trying to get online. Uh, not online. We were actually trying to get on a network, but you know they, um, you know sometimes when you make want to make a big deal, they want to change a lot of the things, and 
the artists were not on board with it, so I had to release it. If anybody knows anything about graffiti, these graffiti artists are very weird in a unique way. Uh, some of them don't really like exposure. It's like underground still in uh, in Philly and in New York. And uh, I just uh, have that up there called uh, Street Riders for you guys to check out. Uh, it's all over Facebook. It's on YouTube. It's called the oh, Street yeah, Riders. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant, to, I meant yeah. to mention that. Yeah, I did see that. Man. Andy mentioned that to people. Listen, Chris. Say that again, where people can actually go and look that up. Say it again. Yeah, definitely on YouTube and Facebook. It's called the Street Riders. Uh, we're actually doing another event July 25th in Philly about this female artist called Karma. She was a big graffiti artist in Philly, and uh, unfortunately, she lost the battle with uh, heroin. And you know, mm. it's, it's just a it's just a lot going on out there right now. So for anybody that is listening, put aside all politics or whatever you're taught that is in a negative way, just uh, put the positive energy and uh, ideally shut off the TV and just love your neighbor. You know, that's, that's my message of the day. I you like it. Even make, I, I couldn't have said nothing no better than that. Much yep. love. I appreciate that. It was a pleasure having, uh, having the opportunity yeah. to be on your show, guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to and look forward to touching base and want to stay in touch with you regarding your production and how things are moving along. And then please do uh, don't be a stranger to the show. I will not, Andy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And Booker, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Peace out, man. Thank you. Later, guys. Thank you. Bye bye now. Yeah, Lloyd. So that took me. <laughs> Oh man, I was blindsided. I I didn't expect it, but boy, see, in a in a few days, man, we're doing a few shows. People are calling up, man, wanting to find out exactly what's going on. Family, friends, listeners, the whole bit, man. We we done blew up. We getting big, boy. We getting big. <laughs> it, 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 you know, we have a we have a a a, a guy from Albania calling in. We had John Ellison, Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. We're going yeah, to have yeah, pretty yeah. soon uh, Romani Malco from uh, uh, 40-Year-Old Version. I hope the motherfucker, yeah. and I'm, 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 I'm going to be real, because he's going to get a kid. I hope the motherfucker listening to it. He better call. Man, he was sitting there <laughs> talking to a buddy. Of, go ahead and laugh. Go ahead, go he ahead better. And uh, uh, he better call. And, and we're, 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 standing by. We're, we're standing by. We're standing by. Yeah, we're standing by. Yeah, we hey. stand, stand, we standing by. Romany, Romany, Romo, Mono, or whatever it is. You better call, dog. And don't just, you know, don't even say nothing. And got too big to talk to people, man. I know he worked with Tyler Perry. I know he had that yeah. movie, Forty Year Old Version. He can call yeah. up there. He didn't talk to Lee Van Dusen. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave you it bet. at that. Hey, uh, we're going to hey, have Lloyd. the Browns on. Yeah. Yeah, I want ahead, I want I'm to sorry. move on with uh, with uh, um with our next topic sports, here, please. which is sports. I want to know uh what's going on with the with first of all, I heard I might have this wrong, so don't quote me. I'm not positive. The Minnesota Vikings, I think it was, uh they're going to start uh preseason football with no fans. Well, let's, um, okay. Is, is that right? Do you hear the same thing? Uh, are we, are we, is, am I right about that? That they're going to start a preseason football season with no fans? Am I right, or, or, or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. For those that are listening across the country, when pro sports start again, 
which is baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. They're going to start without no fans. But the thing is, here's a couple of things. Um, and, 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 and I'm going to chop, let's chop this up a little bit. Uh, first of all, I don't think that they should. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that where this virus has actually, first of all, it's all over the country. But the, the deal is, and I'm going to give you an example. You just talked about Minnesota. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. actually talking about that here with the Philadelphia Eagles, but they're also talking about pumping in, uh, pumping in crowd noise. But, and this is a but, they are also talking about the possibility through a lottery system or uh, uh, particular VIP tickets or whatever, they're talking about the possibility of allowing 15 to 20 percent of of, um, of crowds. Yeah, well, I, I, I was thinking about this morning where they sell X amount of tickets for this section, X amount of tickets for that section, and just keep everybody just stay six feet apart. You know, I was thinking about that. I thought about that this but morning. I don't, well, yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing that you mentioned it because I they're still in a holding pattern. Because mm-hmm. guys have still come, uh, guys have still come down sick, mm-hmm. and I don't. Me personally, um, I know there's a there's a lot of people who you know we need sports. First of all, this is my contention, and 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 I play sports, but we don't need sports. Uh, but some people, and I know I'm probably in the minority. But, but the mm-hmm. deal is, is that while people are still getting sick and sicker. And and plus also the uh, the mortality rate, the death rate is going up. They're they're gun ho about putting this stuff out. They're gun ho mm-hmm. about doing it. And mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen, regardless of what I may think or what I may want, I think what they're going to do is they're going to go ahead and at least try it. And I think what's going to happen. First of all, I don't think that they should, but I don't think that they're going to complete a season in any of the sports. In any mm. of the sports, then you can kind of do it. You can kind of do it with golf. Golf has restarted because it's so spread out. It's out of the open, and at least they don't have those traveling crowd caravans with them. You can do it with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest, the rest of them, especially, especially, and I'm gonna say this because they haven't. The National Football League is a conglomerate, and they don't mm-hmm. want stuff put out. First of all, they do not have the welfare and the health of the players in mind. Because if they did, yeah. they wouldn't attack on a couple more games when you got uh, uh, chronic brains, uh, you know, chronic, chronic brain situations going on. Mm-hmm. Now with mm-hmm. this, and you already have a lot of the players that have precursors. They're over mm-hmm. 300 pounds. Some of them are diabetic. Some of them suffer mm-hmm. from hypertension. Some of them suffer from high blood. A lot of other things that have happened along with whatever they're putting in their body, you know, whatever yeah. drugs and food they're putting in their body. So with that being done, you're going to have these big behemoth human beings bump rushing one another, knocking one another out, and then spitting and spewing and snorting over. Come on now. I mean, let's be for real. And I'm going to tell you one other thing. I bet you I bet you a donut to a dollar, none of the, uh, none of the owners – that are in that, uh, that have a precursor because of their age, you're going to be around them. But yeah, they want yeah, them yeah. guys to go out yeah. and act like warriors. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah, going to be around 
And I also understand that the baseball season is uh, being cut to 60 games. And I also understand that several players, some star players, I know some guys here on the West Coast here, some of the San Francisco Giants guys and some of the LA Dodgers folks, uh, are not going to be playing. They're they're going to elect to sit out the season. They've got young kids at home and families, and they're not 60 games or, or 200 games or, or five games. They're not going to play. Um, and uh, we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that, uh, you know, kind of sporadically uh, throughout the uh, major league baseball. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't know when that 60-game season is supposed to start, uh, but I know that's Absolutely. the latest. Um, in, I think, in nine days. I think that's going to be interesting. That. And, and how about basketball? Yeah. What's going on with basketball? Well, well, well. hold on a minute. Before we get off of base, baseball, here's the, and, and I'm going to get to basketball because a lot of this stuff is funny. Everybody wants to do a bubble, but I'll get to that in a minute with basketball. Let's go uh, dealing with baseball at the moment. Players continue to get sick. They're mm-hmm. doing that. And if I was a baseball player, here's is my view. A sixty season, uh, a, a, a sixty game season. First of all, the new CBA is coming up, and I don't want to get a lot into that because I don't really understand, but. Uh, the union, the, uh, the, the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball are going to have the same type of situation that they had this year, next year, especially mm-hmm. with the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement coming up, because now you're talking about this, this COVID thing, it will be here. And they're talking about not doing anything until April or March of next year, which will still be effective. So if I was a baseball player, and I'm putting my my health at risk, along with my family, regardless of how much I'm getting paid, along with my family and anybody else I come in contact with. Would I want to play? Nah. Yeah, a lot of people tend to think that just because these guys get money, uh, you know, get, get inordinate amounts of money that they want to mm-hmm. do. No, I, I wouldn't. And I would sit mm-hmm. out, especially, especially if my contract is coming up. For mm-hmm. for for either renewal or to get new country, because you can bet your bottom dollar mm-hmm. that these owners are not even considering that. They figure if you get sick and you want to come, no, we never, come on now, mm-hmm. we're not yep. giving you that yep. that kind of money yep. because we yep. don't know how yep. much longer you will be around. Now yep. basketball, yep. let's switch. Now let's switch gears. Basketball, first of all, they want to get started, and they're down there in the hotbed of. How this thing re-exploded? But that re-exploded. You're mm-hmm. down there in Florida, where people don't know how to act from the jump. Any somehow, they're acting like fools down there on the beaches, running with their ass all hanging out. They drinking alcohol. The governor had to say, uh, "We repealing this because they they get drunk and they go out there and they doing all kinds of dumb stuff." Now, and and I know this sounds funny. People probably laughing when they put that bubble down there. And, and and for those that think it's it's not a bubble, okay, it's not like you blowing a bubble. And so there's some people probably drinking now, figuring, damn, they got a <laughs> bubble down there. No, it's not a bubble. What it is, it's the compound for Walt Disney. They're all mm-hmm. down there together. Do you know that mm-hmm. some of them boys already got caught? See, first of all, the NBA has a thing where they they you have to put a ring on a ring, like on your finger in a bracelet. This is like some Star mm-hmm. Trek shit. 
where if you get close to somebody, another person, it automatically not only goes off, it sends a signal back to Command Central that your ass is out doing something you ain't got no business doing or you done got too close to somebody. So yeah, still yeah. is down there in the bubble. Yeah, down there in the bubble, you had one of the guys, Rashad Holmes, who used to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. His mother mm-hmm. and Mrs. Holmes, if you're listening, thank you so much for getting on your son. He should have known better. He takes his ass outside to get an Uber. I mean, and not to get an Uber. I want to make sure I say this. He takes his ass outside to get uh, to get food from an Uber. You and I both know, and you're a musician, you and I mm-hmm. both know he wasn't getting no quote-unquote wink-wink food. Yeah, he was getting food, wink-wink. He was getting food that might be 36, 24, 36. That's the food that he was getting mm-hmm. in the Uber. So she brought some food, and he got caught. And his mother even said something that got on him through Instagram. He got caught. And there's a couple other guys that got caught doing something tough, and they knew that this was going to come up. Now, of course, we got Ben Simmons with the uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers, um, and, and he's with the Kardashians and the Jenner. You know, in, in Las Vegas, they're putting bets. You know, we done went up now with with listenership. Everybody now is listening now. We done went up with listenership as soon as I see Kardashians and the Jenners. Las Vegas now has betting on which which one of those women, which one of those girls will break the bubble first, <laughs> so they can get and be down there with their boyfriends and them players. I don't think that's going to happen though, but I know what I know. And, and, and the deal is, you down there in Orlando, of all places, you in Florida, where outside the the hospitals now, the hospitals have gone on records that they have reached capacity mm-hmm. and, and, and they can't be taking too many more people and they're mm-hmm. not that far from Miami. So, you know, a couple, a couple of them guys get down there, they, they're, in their, they're, they're young men, they're, they're in their 20s and and they figure that they're going to sneak out like they're on a camping trip and they didn't sign the waiver. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come up here in this bubble and you're supposed to be playing, don't leave, man, please. They, they, they're not doing it. Which is why I say it sounds funny, but it's dangerous. It is very dangerous because they can take that and and spread it to their families, uh, to other people, what have you. And and, and you really can't miss them anyhow because you have a seven-foot dude, seven feet walking. Come on. How do you not know who he is? And believe it or not, it just came out in the news. The snitches is getting talked about, and the snitches that snitch on snitches is getting talked about. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. This unbelievable. All, this is all real and funny, yeah. yeah. In the yeah. bubble yeah. with the pandemic. And, 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 and the National Hockey League, for those of you that, I mean, we covered baseball, football, and basketball. The National Hockey League is sitting back at the moment looking at all the rest of these other leagues and how these guys are acting so damn stupid and crazy. Them dudes are acting mm. like fools. We're going to sit back and wait first. I, yeah, do I yeah. think that? Do I think that any of those leagues are going to get started? Yes. Do I think that they will complete? No. And we will see what happens because, hey man, shit, the virus is king, Jack. This yeah, is no sure is. For those that are listening to us, like like you and I said earlier, and we know some people that personally was affected. Yes. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't 
matter what you say, like the song yep. that I'm going to make up, the virus is clear. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. That's true. So uh, we're going to wrap yeah. up today's show, folks. We we got to wrap it up here. And uh, I want to, uh, again, uh, for you know, looking ahead, uh, join the conversation here and uh, and be the conversation here. We'd like to talk to you. It's 515-605-9888. It's the Coast to Coast live show, Ebby and Ivory, with Andy Kimball here in California, Lloyd Booker in Philadelphia, and Pennsylvania. Lloyd Booker in Philadelphia. You bet. And it's, pl- it's a pleasure to be able to do this, folks. We will be back at you again and uh, real soon, maybe even uh, tomorrow's Friday, the 17th of July, and uh, might be the same time. But anyway, we are archived here at Block Talk Radio, Coast to Coast Live. I think it's under Coast to Coast 2 or something like that, but you can look up uh, Andy Kimball or Lloyd Booker and, uh, and uh, stream these shows um, at your leisure. Again, thank you, folks, for joining us yes, here. Thank you. Thanks, it's been a pleasure. Thank Cresnick, thanks, Cresnick Cesari, the director, producer, and artist. Thank you, Andy. Thank myself. Thank the good Lord above for keeping us breathing during this time. And thank all of you guys for listening to us. And make sure you tune back in because we're going to get down with the get down. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you soon.